Hey everybody, welcome to the Greg and Dave Show, episode 42. And welcome also our guest speaker, <laughs> Dave himself. Now Dave's been busy, uh, soccer, right? Yeah. Soccer is taking him out of town, it's going, well, you know, it's going crazy. Would you say you're, you're like a soccer mom? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, so this episode will probably be short because neither one of us really had time to plan out a list of things to talk about, but we kind of like to go over what we talked about. I mean, I'm going to run down some headlines, but we kind of like to rehash what we talked about Sunday. Let me just uh, read these real quick. These are from the Daily Signal from today's headlines. The true face of the United Nations or the United Nazis, as Mark Levin calls them, by Kwiku Boafo. UN does the bidding of an unaccountable worldwide liberal elite who seek to undermine the sovereignty of nations such as Israel that don't bow to their wills. So that's that's one thing that amazes me is that the persecution, like the open and outward persecution of Israel is really skyrocketed. I mean, not just because of Hamas, but just around the world, they're kind of joined together. And that seems to coincide with Revelation. The root cause of the insanity on college campuses is older than you may think by Mike Gonzalez and Lindsey Burke. The oppressor oppressed worldview that paints democratic Israel as the oppressor and Palestinian terrorists as the oppressed so prevalent on college campuses is pure Marxism. Yes, it is. And it's sad. And we've been telling you for the longest time, stop sending your kids to school, to these colleges. Because they're not receiving an education, they're receiving an indoctrination. Yep. Next headline, Why the Left Hates Israel and America by Star Parker. The culture of blame and victimhood has captured the left and your, or excuse me, our youth. Next one, Why is EU trying to block Poland's move toward clean nuclear energy by Jack Spencer. Poland is being forced to change what works by the European Union and its drive toward net zero carbon emissions by 2050 to fight so-called climate change. Lastly, thousands signed petition to boycott Macy's Thanksgiving parade over trans agenda. Macy's inclusion of a non-binary transgender character in a parade is just another example of an ideological war that's being waged on families says Alliance Defending Freedoms, Kristen Wagoner. I'm curious if there'll be just another person in the parade or if there'll be front and center of some section of it. So I I got the impression that there's going to be a a balloon of, you know, when they said that, let's see, non-binary transgender character in a parade. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's just someone on the street. But I'm wondering if it's going to be one of those balloons. You know, each one of those awesome. balloons is supposed to represent something. I mean, the fact that there's a, a petition for it suggests that they're trying to make a spectacle with it. So, it's what would happen if if they had a, a a balloon of Jesus Christ? Would there be an outcry? Probably. Quite possibly. You you see, the thing is, for a while I struggled with trying to find context for 
what they the left especially the radical left the, the left is so far now it, it's not even funny so i guess the left yeah what they they stand for and, and what they espouse and for a long time i wrestled with you can't be that stupid <laughs> to be kind like you really can't and then i started seeing that in some instances it was not an issue of being smart or not smart because in some instances these people are academically brilliant yet their views on things and their beliefs are so ridiculous and outlandish that I had to come to the conclusion that something else is, is at work and the only thing that provides an explanation satisfactorily is the scripture where he says the God of this world has blinded their eyes it goes on to say professing themselves to be wise they became fools because in the name of wisdom and scientific discovery they come up with some of the most asinine things <laughs> that that's, that's what blows me away I mean yeah. they talk about being the party of science but yeah they're quite literally not the party of science yeah it, it's so far removed from reality and, and just basic common sense i mean they've beaten into us through the communist media that transgender is is logical it's perfectly acceptable but i know i've, I've used this analogy before but if i told you my dog wh who's a female wants to be a male would you take me seriously? Now, so if you're laughing, then wh why are we taking seriously these people? You know, I mean, it's just, it is absolutely insane. I remember <coughs> the other thing we were talking about. It's, it's crazy because a lot of the left women identify to some degree with the feminist movement. Of course, there'll be varying degrees of, of where they, they land on that but they're definitely um, in favor of the pro-feminist agenda which interestingly enough has signed on to this whole trans ideology that has diminished women in every capacity it has taken away and attempted to ascribe the unique ability of a woman to give birth to a male they've entered the arena of sports where did you see <laughs> uh the article about this cyclist grown man did a bike race with 13 year old girls and one no <laughs> that's like the t the swimming team right it, but <coughs> an adult not even a teenage guy a grown man our age identifies as a little girl and he was allowed to compete with 12 and 13 year old girls and he won so this is the kind of insanity that has permeated society today and in the name of progressivism and inclusion they've abandoned all reasoning all fairness and women are shortchanged 
there's so many and i sent you one where the the in the marines where the girl wanted to do the the fighting drill oh with yeah the guy i mean she got mocked yeah and understandably so the and the the guy who she decided he was like you really doing this <laughs> and they said so he let her have it is he wrong no <laughs> absolutely not but yeah women are getting abused physically abused injured there was this um this guy that competed in a few women's bout in the ufc in three fights send three women to the hospital fractured skull fractured orbital socket um brain damage and then they said no we're not fighting him anymore that's the stance that they had to take it's blatantly unfair and yet women are signing on to this and encouraging this and championing this why i mean where do you all stand on this are you like us well we're just baffled by it i mean something else is the matter <coughs> it is and the other thing is hold on a second you remember that scripture that says although they have eyes they do not see they have ears they do not hear i mean that's kind of like where we're at right absolutely is there's science there's evidence there's physical evidence there's and but they're not paying attention to it it's just yeah it, it, it's willful you see w once you get to that point of willful ignorance then things change if you don't know you don't know if you're not exposed to facts and real history of events and you just don't know and that's fine we all are there at some point with certain things but when you have access to the truth and you come face to face with the truth and you look at it and you say I don't want that I reject that then you're being willfully ignorant and willfully blind and then once that happens you become reprobate and God hands you over to yourself and at that point you know um, it, it, it's it's virtually impossible to come back from that when you're given over to yourself when, he, when Jesus wept over Jerusalem, that was why. Because he said, you were supposed to know these things. You were supposed to be prepared for my coming. But because you refused the truth, because of your blindness, now these things will be hidden from you. And no matter what you do, you can't see at that point. Is it? So and I think that's where we are in society. People have been handed over to themselves because of their willful rejection of God's word and the truth. And once they've entered that that state, there is absolutely nothing you can say, show them, or give them that will make them see things differently. Yeah, it's almost like like I just thought of something. Remember when the people cried out for Barabbas? Yeah. You know, there were some people crying for Jesus, but uh, the cancel culture, yeah, if you will, mob, yeah. <laughs> were going through and silencing them. Yeah. And they were screaming for Barabbas. They were screaming for a murderer. Yeah. I mean, that, that's where we're at. It's, it's a very, very sad state. And 
there has not been a time in human history since the biblical record where we've seen this kind of insanity Mm-mm. and this this level of depravity only the biblical record matches what we see today i mean i guess you could say the sodom and gomorrah was a time but that's a biblical record <coughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but i mean it was a it was a time of greater insanity than today because if you think about it was it was abraham with Lot, yeah, his nephew Lot. Yeah, and, but I mean, Abraham was talking to God. Yeah, yeah. He might have still been called Abram, but yeah. anyway, he was talking to him about: Is there fifty, forty, thirty, t- ten? Yep. What, and there wasn't even one, except for Lot. There yeah. wasn't even one. Yeah. And it's it's not got that bad enough here uh, yet. So yeah. The world is in bad shape. Bad, 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 bad shape. I was talking to my brother the other day, and he is uh, inclined to agree with the uh, Christian brothers and sisters that hold out the hope for revival in the last days, like in the time of Josiah. I am a little less hopeful. I, I really am. And Things are really bad, man. Bad. (laughs) I cannot see. I guess that would make it miraculous, right? I cannot see the West writing the ship. What about Argentina and that new president? I like him. (laughs) I like him him a lot. Right? Now, interestingly, you mentioned him. One of the things that the scriptures allude to the wits or the world's journey is likened to pregnancy as things get closer to that moment of ultimate fulfillment, scripturally speaking, physically, the birth of the child during pregnancy. The contractions increase. We've talked about this before. They become more intense and more frequent. Frequent, yeah. But there are points of reprieve and respite. I believe that Trump was a moment of reprieve and respite for this country. And similarly, I think that that new president in Argentina is a moment of respite, which is, as from my perspective, God being merciful and gracious to the people, giving you an opportunity get yourself together Nineveh same thing right Mm. Nineveh they will is that the 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 ten cities the capitalists no Jonah yeah yeah yeah. but I think it was like there were ten cities there might have been but yeah yeah that's right so it was so bad that he he said hey time is up (laughs) and he gave them an opportunity he sent a messenger, get your house in order, and they listened. They listened. That's what really blew me away is they listened. And they were spared. Wow. So, wow. Maybe there might be one more moment of respite uh, for this for this country. Maybe. Um, I, I sure would hope there is. But whatever it is, should it happen, it would be temporary. 
it's not going to be a permanent state. It would be nothing more than an opportunity for people to take stock of themselves. Yeah, I mean, we know it can't be permanent because Revelation is pretty clear yeah. about things not good things not lasting. Yeah, and these things must happen, right? The book must be fulfilled. But in the comparison to Argentina, the pendulum swung hard the other way, because. But it's sad how f- much it took. Okay, a hundred and forty-three percent inflation. Yeah. Inflation was one hundred forty-three percent. That that's wow. And the way the outspokenness of this guy, like he never pretended. He was like an Argentina Trump. Yeah. I mean, he used mierda to describe leftists. Yeah, he, he, he definitely something, definitely something. And that that was, of course, that's what made Trump refreshing to us, is his outspokenness. Yep. So the Argentinians were so starved for that, that this guy, what's his name? Malay? Lay? Anyway. Yeah. He looks like somebody of a Dick Dickens character, you know. <laughs> he does, right? All he needs is his top hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's, and then of course the media is already talking down about him, talking bad about him, because yeah, they come on and they immediately say far right, and then I wish we had our own media that would just kind of be the opposite, say far left. You know, you'll, you'll never hear them say that. No, but, but anyway. They're in a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. And I'll tell you why. Because regardless of what they report and what they say, people know what they're experiencing on a day-to-day basis. And as you're telling me that the economy is good and my grocery bill has doubled or tripled, you're telling me that the economy is strong and gas is almost $4 a gallon. Yeah, I mean, they'll say stuff like uh, unemployment's down, uh, uh, raises are up. The thing about, you know, you may on paper have gotten a raise, but because of the inflation of these prices that you just mentioned, of these products you just mentioned, then it offsets whatever raise you got. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, and and people are seeing this reality every day. Every day they're seeing it, they're feeling it, they're living it, and there is no amount of spin you can put on that. But they have to go down with that ship. They have to because they propped it up for so long that they don't have a choice now. And that is where it becomes ridiculous to me because they know it. These people have no integrity. None, 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 none. It's staggering to me. Let's shift a little bit here and talk about hate. So Hamas hating on Jewish people. I'll just share you real quick my hate. Like I I went through a time of true hate. We lost uh, some people in Afghanistan. And when I saw the toll that it took on my brothers, even though I didn't know directly the people that we lost, my brothers did, and the toll that it took on them, I had I had the hate. I, I think I had the hate that they have where I just, 
I wanted I wanted to kill all of them, uh, even the families. Mm. I want I really wanted death to come upon them. Um, so yeah, I had to work through that. But I guess two things: when Hamas children are raised, even the milk from the breasts is hate milk. You know, in other words, what I'm saying is from their youth, from their birth, they're taught to hate, taught to hate. And ironically, we'll wait till maybe school, high school, college. We do the same thing. You know, we're we're teaching our children to hate, not maybe a, well, maybe a certain sect of people, but more, more, uh, you know, hate America, hate what it stands for. So I guess... Hamas is, is teaching a barbaric hate, and, and we're teaching a more civil hate. <laughs> if you want to call it that, even though hate's hate. But hate, it, well, it, hate there is something called righteous indignation. Um, yeah. And we are supposed to hate evil. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with that. Now, what you do with that is a different story. But we are expected to hate the things that God hates. Exercising that is where it goes awry. This Israel situation is very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I guess what I'll say initially is that there is something else at play here. This is... I don't know how many of you are sensitive to this, but this is not just your regular geopolitical strife. There is an an added component here that I personally don't feel has been present in any other conflict um, in Israel, that region, or anywhere else for that matter. So that out the gate had had my attention. And I don't know how many people are aware of this, but I'll give a brief history on that region there that most people in the West are completely oblivious to. Now, in the garden, this all the way back to the beginning, put it in in, in proper context. After Adam and Eve ate the fruit, God intervened, killed the lamb, gave them skins and so forth. And he executed his judgment. Um, Told the woman she would have pain in childbirth and Desire will be for your husband and Adam. By the sweat of your brow, you shall eat bread and da da da. For the serpent, he said, You will be cursed above all cattle. Dust you shall eat the days of your life. You will crawl on on your stomach. Then he goes on to say, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, Mm -hmm. between your seed and her seed. That should raise all alarm bells if you're sensitive to that. One is there are four people mentioned there. The serpent, the woman, the seed of the serpent, the seed of the woman. We know who the serpent is. A lot of people don't quite grasp who the woman is because it uses something in the Jewish interpretation. It's not just a metaphor. But you have a Pesha where it speaks to something in a very literal form, but it directly applies to something else. And the woman in that case could be Eve if you're dogmatic about that. That's fine. 
But I would present to you that the woman is Israel, which is an idiom for the nation of Israel, the woman. Hmm. Right. Well, that's God Himself has yeah. used that analogy before. Like yeah. she's she's my bride. But the church. And she's whored herself out to the other nations. Yeah, I mean, he didn't use those words, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, yeah the, he refers to the church as his bride. The other curious thing about that is women don't have seed. The seed comes from the man. So hmm. that right there should let you know that, okay, something else is, is going on here. So the seed of the woman is a metaphor for the Messiah. Hmm. The seed of the serpent a lot easier to grasp is the Antichrist. And this mm. is what he said. You shall bruise his heel and he will crush your head. So you'll get him his first death. Now, just think how this little incident here, God is speaking thousands of years into the future at this one moment here. So you will bruise his heel. It means that you you get a blow in, but ultimately he will crush your head. So and we know that there is an impending standoff between the true Christ and the false Christ. Right? Everyone that knows their Bible knows this. So there we have this land, this stage set, enmity between you and the woman. This is an enmity between Satan. And Israel. This is where it starts. The Jewish rabbis call this the Olam Iba, which is the eternal hatred. It is not what we consider hatred. This is something of a spiritual nature, which is why I have the position that discrimination is bad, period. It's horrible. But anti Semitism has a satanic component to it and this is where the roots come from so anyone that has been seduced or affiliated themselves with, with Satan will engage in this enmity toward the woman so fast forward 4,000 years mm -hmm. <laughs> <All right>. fast <coughs> forward 4,000 years and you have all of the prophecies in Jeremiah, in Isaiah, in Ezekiel, and what he would do to Jerusalem. That Israel will be, Jerusalem will be a burdensome stone, a cup of trembling. Israel would be ridiculed by the nations. All of the nations will come against Israel. All of this has been stated in the Old Testament. And all of it's happening. Look at where we are. Yeah, I mean, all the countries around Israel. Yeah, all of it. When they they're when, surrounded when, by hate. Yeah. When Hamas attacked, <coughs> you had pro-Hamas demonstrations going on everywhere around the world. This is something that has been stated clearly in the scriptures. No metaphor, no hidden meaning. Clearly stated that the nations will rejoice at your despair. So you have the Olam Iba. You have this eternal hatred, this everlasting hatred. Then you also have the family squabble between the sons of promise. You have Jacob and you have Ishmael, son of the bond woman. And this 
family squabble. So this is Jacob to Esau, right? Because I know that Esau kind of becomes the country of hate. Well, yes. So, yes, Jacob and Esau come after. But right. remember, Abraham yeah. couldn't have children. Yeah. Right? So <coughs> Sarah said, well, mm-hmm. since I can't bear your children, go unto the bondwoman. Mm-hmm. And that will be the child that God promised you. That's how she tried to help God out. So then that's how Ishmael came about. And then Sarah became, she got pregnant. And Abraham was like, this is the child that God promised me. Well, I remember Sarah s- said, like, the her maiden, that son, Ishmael, mm-hmm. was making fun yeah. of her son. She, he used to terrorize and, the and boy, yeah. And it pissed her off. Yeah. And yep. she said, I don't want to have anything to do yeah. with it. I'm not going to have them. And yep. Abram said, do what you want. Yeah. So, yeah. So and Ishmael, then God said, well, I'm, my blessing is going to be for oh, this that's right. child. That's right. So Ishmael, what to use a word popular today, bullied his brother. He made fun of him. He took advantage of him. He, all that, right? So Sarah's issue was this child, Isaac. Isaac. Oh my goodness. Woo! I mean, I was talking about it and it just went out my head. Yeah. Isaac. Yeah. So Ishmael terrorized Isaac, took advantage of him, bullied him, and all that stuff. And Sarah was like, Isaac is the child of promise. This is the child that God promised me I would have. I can't have him being taken advantage of by his brother. So she cast him out. We know the story. Hagar was in the wilderness. She was crying. And then God came to her and he told her, I will bless him. And he blessed him because... Because Abraham asked him to. Abraham. Yeah. So right there, you have the starting point of which child is the true child of Abraham. <coughs> now, Ishmael is the lineage of the Arab people. Mm-hmm. Islam is not a nationality. It, it, it is an ideology it's a belief system you can have people in china who can be muslim you can have well you have people in africa so uh, and uh, people tend to conflate the two at times where they think muslim they automatically think middle eastern that's not necessarily true it's an ideology the arab people on the other hand is an ethnic group is an ethnicity and they're from the line of Ishmael. So you have the child that was banished. And you have the child of promise. So you see where that eternal hatred, that enmity manifests itself in the physical realm. Once again, play it forward. Jacob and Esau, exact same thing. Exact same thing. Gave away his birthright. Esau felt that what Jacob had was his and he wanted it back. So you see that dynamic there again. So that explains the rift between the Jewish people and the Arab nation. It's nothing more than a family squabble. Now the West has involved themselves without understanding the history and the dynamic here Mm -hmm. and just made a complete mess of it. Now on to Palestine. Palestine was not always Palestine. Mm. Palestine was once Alina de Capitolina, which was 
Under Roman rule? Under Hadrian, that is correct. Absolutely. It was a province, it was in the holy city. Now, this is the thing. It was still recognized as Jerusalem, even though Hadrian renamed it to Elena the capital, you know. Bar Kokhba led a revolt, claimed to be a messiah. It was, I think, arguably the most bloody massacre of the Jewish people uh, in their history. And he led a revolt claiming to be the messiah and that he would be the one to overthrow the Romans and give the Jewish people back their land and their city. Uh, of course, it, it, the revolt was squashed completely. And the emperor was so incensed that he drove all of the Jewish people out and he renamed it um, La Provincia de Palestina. And he named it that because it was a name in tribute to the greatest enemy of the Israelites at that time, which were the Philistines. And that is how the name mm -hmm. came about. So it was given that name out of anger for a revolt. He even went so far as to outlaw it being referred to as Jerusalem under pain of death. So that is how Palestine came into being. Now, of course, you had all of the wars. The land was owned by everybody at one point. The British owned it. Um, the Europeans owned it and so forth. And what happened was with uh, there was a war where the people were displaced. The Arab people were displaced. And they made a deal with Britain. Well, if we win the war, we'll give you back the land. And they lost. <laughs> they lost the war. And they lost the land. <laughs> but they lost it to the original inhabitants. Because of that, then they were crying, Oh, it's occupied territory. But this is the history. And you'll never get this in a classroom. So no tuition charge for that. But yeah. you can go look into that yourself. And see and validate if I'm telling you the truth or not. But this was war. You lose the war. The winner takes the spoils. Yeah, and that was the deal. They, the British were absolutely certain that they would win. And they lost. And as a result, they had no claim to the land. And because of that, to appease the Arabs, then they came up with the two-state solution and all this nonsense, which also was prophesied. Which also has been rejected by Palestinians yeah. every time it's been presented to yeah, them. Yeah, because they want the t in entirely eradicate the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. So th these people are, are they've expressed that genocide is the only thing that they'll accept. So people that are saying two state solution all the time are either they're the either they're lying or they're uneducated like Dave was saying because they there is no such thing as a two state. No. No, there's not. You know, and God himself said in Zechariah that he, he told the nations, you've divided my land. My land, you've divided it. And that was the, the two-state solution um, that he, he was mentioning there. Uh, you know, the other thing that is pretty interesting, you know, you talked about the United Nations um, earlier. Do you know? that Israel has more resolutions against it than any other country on the planet by the United Nations. Hmm. 
So resolutions, they're not quite sanctions, but you can call them demerits, so to speak. Hmm. All right? Imagine that. I mean, and they don't have more by one or two. Tens of resolutions. Like, probably more than double the next closest nation of resolutions. That's incredible. <laughs> that in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, it may incredible. be incredible if you take the United Nations seriously. True. Um, True. But they, to, um, to us, I think they're a joke. You know, they're, if you hate freedom and you hate Jews, then you can be united with the United Nations. But if you speak out against that, then you're going to have a black score put on you or a scarlet letter put on you. Anyway, just the irrational idea of hating someone and wanting their extinction, even if it's somebody you don't agree with, is inconceivable to us. And these so-called Americans trying to placate the Hamas terrorists is sick because there is no rational for it anyway yeah it, it, it's like the uh the, the, the parade the the, the macy's uh, gaze, no not the parade the macy's the gaze to palestine oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let that sink in you know what they do to them over there right Throw them off the roof <laughs> Jump. They, they, they will kill you mm-hmm. for being gay yeah in, in palestine and yet you are championing their cause. Mm-hmm. Something else is the matter, bro. Mm-hmm. Something else is at work. There is. This is not a thought-out position. This is not a rational conclusion that they've come to. These people are deceived, and they are being led around by the nose. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they believe. They don't. It whatever presents itself. That's what they. They, they latch on to. It was the same thing with Ukraine. Mm. Stand with Ukraine. Yeah. Stand with Ukraine. Remember that people have these flags. Oh, not, yeah. not so much. Not so much now, right? How much yeah. billions in the whole. We're paying for that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of sick when you see people that are really wishy-washy stand with Ukraine, but they, they just do it because that's the way everybody else is that, doing That's it. the flavor of the day. Yeah. That, that's they don't all have any is, backbone yeah. of that, in and of themselves. The flavor of the day. Olam Iba. And people may not want to accept this reality, but it is reality nonetheless. It, it's one of those things where whether you accept or reject doesn't change it. It's like God <laughs> oh, that, I remember now what you're saying. You're saying there's another element to it, and maybe a lot of the times we make it complicated trying to figure out, you know, what's really going on here. Basically, you know, Dana Carvey hmm. said it best back in the '80s version of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever saw that, but clips he played clips. when he played the church lady. Okay, I don't remember that one specifically, <laughs> and yeah. so you guys need to research that. And he would say, mm, I don't know, maybe Satan. <laughs> and that's seriously that's seriously what it is. I mean, you said this before, it's demonic. Yeah. 
and their occult of death and destruction. And we've talked about this. If you really think about it, what beauty or what humanitarian benefit has ever come from demon-crap policies? I mean, you're always going to hear about their good intentions, but then when it comes to actual fruition, there isn't anything but misery and suffering and enslavement. And every time, even so, a, a natural comparison is just look at the cities today in America. Democrat-led, highest crime, highest hate, highest rape, highest, you know, just... Yeah, every undesirable metric is, is a death cult. That is the the um, trade in souls and lives and, th and that's not a dramatic or exaggerated statement this is what they peddle souls and lives they don't improve anyone's standard of living or condition of living or anything they don't mm -hmm. improve life they don't improve your your well-being mm -mm. yeah it's they just really death are. Death and destruction. What shale and the bad, right? Um, that's what they do. So anyway. But yeah, what yeah, what I, what I was gonna say is God is a Jewish God. Jesus came to this earth through God's chosen people, and people need to make peace with that. He has the sovereignty to choose who he wants for what he wants, and we. We don't have a say in that. The problem is... The We're the Gentiles. Yeah. And he did make us, made this available, this salvation available go. to the Gentiles. There you go. Because and what's ironic about him being a Jewish God is that the Jewish, a lot of Jews rejected, rejected him. That's right. Even though yep. he, they were first, yep. they rejected him. And yeah. they still rejected him. They said he came unto his own and his own received him not. And we are the recipients of that. But this is this is the thing. God made a promise, covenant with Abraham in perpetuity. But he made the he went through the exercise of that covenant with himself when he put Abraham to sleep and he ratified the covenant. So in Jewish custom, when two people agreed and this is what it's going to be under pain of death they would walk they would stand at the same place together and they would walk until they make like a figure eight the infinity symbol until they meet back in the middle that was the custom of how they would this is not just an arrangement this is not just a contract this is so much more than that and it's known as the Abrahamic covenant when God told Abraham he would do certain things for him. And the scripture says that God couldn't promise by any other name. So he promised um, to himself. himself. Yeah. yeah. So he couldn't swear by any other name. Yeah, he so he swore by, by his own name. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he put Abraham to sleep. And the scripture talks about how God made that pattern to see that covenant by himself. And one of the things... I wonder if that's what Jesus was drawing in the scene. 
when they brought that woman. Oh, I don't know. I know, but that's <laughs> like, you say that now, and I wonder if he's like reflecting on the I old times. Know. But anyway, yeah. But one of the things that God promised Abraham was, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And I believe with every fiber of my being that the blessings and the greatness and the richness that this country has achieved and enjoyed historically is a direct byproduct of that promise. Israel had no greater ally than the United States since it became a nation. Mm. Period. None. None. We were it. The United States was it for Israel. And look at what the country has achieved. The gospel went through this country to the ends of the world. The country was blessed beyond measure. Achieved things that no other country in the history of the world has achieved to date. So, inversely, I will curse those who curse you. Look at the state of the nations that are sworn enemies of Israel. Look at them. Hmm. You have exception with Dubai, but all of the other nations, look at them. What as many natural resources they have with the oil. Look at how their people live. <laughs> look at their societies. Look at their culture. I mean, no one is rushing to go live in these places. Just saying. So, God deals with the world the way they deal with Israel. You're a friend of Israel, you're on the right side with God. You're an enemy of Israel, you're an enemy of God. That is how I see it. It, it, it gets no more complicated than that. And is Israel a perfect nation? God, no. <laughs> God, no. I was getting ready to say there's... They have their own oh, left. They, they have their own yeah. libs. They have their own communists in their yeah. in their country trying yeah. to tear their country down yeah. the same way we have here. Yeah. They, they are no model citizens mm. right now. But even with that, I will never fix my face to malign them. That <laughs> is not for me to do. That is his people. He will deal with that. I stay out of it. And that is my adamant position. They're wrong, they're wrong. And they're right, they're right. That's as far as I will go. <laughs> I will not go beyond that because it is not my place. God has a destiny for them. Their, their future is secure. It's going to be a very hard road to that future. But their destiny is secure. And uh, so I, I'm not worried about the nation state of Israel but I do feel for the people that endure and will endure the things that are going to come out of this country especially as we boil down to the to the uh, mm -hmm. and to the, your <laughs> destiny is secure through Jesus Christ yeah. so no matter how much suck we have to swallow <laughs> here uh, we are saved and we are account or counted to him, and we will be with him. Yep. yep so yep, you yep. just have to hold on to that and keep your faith in that, 
and don't get bogged down by all the politicization of everything. Yep. Just know that you know there's there's two factions at work, and and Ephesians talks about it. There's supernatural powers at work here, and there's God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom, and they're at war. And we, I guess you could say, we're uh, maybe civilian casualties. Yeah. But we're also capable of being warriors in this fight. Yep, yep. And that's the only fight that we know we can win. So just keep that, keep your heads up, and keep your heart pure, and you're good to go. Chuck Mislow always used to say that in this battle between the will of Satan and the will of God, we are both the pawns and the prize. <laughs> and yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pawns and pawns and prizes. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's about it for today. Thank you for watching. Let us know what you think. We appreciate your patience as we continue to. Uh, barrel through this uh, technical stuff with the sound and the audio and we appreciate Dave being here <laughs> till next time stay safe happy Thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving